0: This is MG and I'm Elizabeth Pudwell and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week and we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we
1: have come across in our lives. And I like to say I don't know how to keep anybody else sober but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them.
0: And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun, and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a
1: little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are... Sober Sisters Talk. And we're going to sit here and talk for a minute. Welcome to the... Hap, do you say uh, happy coronavirus? I don't know what you know, to stay say Stay at about home that. day. Yeah. I don't know. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to break down an email sent to us by someone... And the question is about how do you stay sober in quarantine with your qualifier?
0: She's got a few questions in there. And that's why I said, well, let's take it and, and address each issue individually. So mg's going to read the email and then we're going to tear it apart.
1: And we're doing this in the spirit of teaching. And so to, you know, this lovely person, you know, I hope that it's okay. I'm going to ask you if it is, and if it's not, we'll figure out something else. But we're just going to do our deal. And, you know, this this person does have the courage to email and ask.
0: And you should know, like, if you, I remember being in this meeting and Fred O, who passed away years ago, but he said, um, asking an addict for advice is like taking a drink from a fire hose. <laughs> And that's what we're, you're about to do, dear emailer.
1: Yes, yes. So, but, you know, my heart goes out to you. First of all, let me preface all this by saying this is an untenable position you're in. And the title of her email is Sobriety in Times of Quarantine. So I, I really, really feel for you because I can, I, I can only imagine what it would be like if this were me in, in my situation. It would be untenable. So, we're going to go, like... I'd th- probably have to go knock on your door and go get your purse. We're <laughs> leaving. Come on, let's go. Okay, so, uh, it starts. I've been in a three-year relationship with a man who is caring and kind, but I am miserable and have been trying to find a way out since the first week we started dating. Okay, so we're going to stop right there. Why? Why?
0: first week so I've been miserable since the first week and it's three years later not that I don't understand that because I did it too but you know it's that that issue right there is I would guess that it's a pattern like I get into relationships and I stay because I don't know how to get out I feel bad or I feel
1: codependent right 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 well that may be because we're going to go forward to the next one and it says, the next sentence, I was finally feeling ready to leave this week and commit to withdrawal, but then the pandemic came and our world changed overnight, and now we're on lockdown together.
0: Okay, so what difference does that make? If, the, if something, you, and that's just like, oh, I can't do that now because it, the, the weather's about to change, or there's a tornado coming, or... And the,
1: right, and the question I would ask is, are you really ready? Oh, yep, exactly. Because I knew when I was really ready. And the other question right after that is,
0: what are you so afraid of? Yeah. Are you that afraid of being alone that you're going to
1: stay with somebody that clearly is not right for you? Listen, I was so wrapped up in Mr. T. This, you know, not yeah, last quarter, second, second to last and he wanted to leave his motorcycle in my garage. I wanted all of his shit out, right? When I finally got ready to like do it and we were making the plans and he's leaving. And he said, yes, but can I leave my motorcycle? Because you know, and then I was thinking, oh, that means I'll get to see him again. And so there was a piece of it where it was like, you know, I didn't want him to have difficulty. I didn't want to have to have him. And you know, my slaw girlfriends were like, tell him to get that shit out. He's a grown-ass man. He's got a motorcycle. He can figure out where to store it. He could rent a storage unit and put that fucker in. Or sell it or... Do whatever the fuck, but get it off my back. You know, he's doing it because he knew that He I wants was... to be able to come back and get the, get the hit, get the attention, get no. the... No, no. He didn't want that. He just wanted it to be easy. He for didn't, him. For him. Not for you. Not for me. He didn't give a shit about me. He wanted to have the ease of having his bike in a safe place where he didn't have to worry about it, and not pay a dime.
0: Sue said, "Yeah," and then open the garage and put free on it. <laughs> Come on in and get it. I don't know what That's happened to like, your motorcycle. It's not know. my responsibility.
1: Well, I got broken into. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, all right. We digress, uh, dear listener. So <laughs> that was that was a lot. That Very was a easily, lot. huh? So, and the the piece of this where it was like when you said you were finally feeling ready to leave this week.
0: I call bullshit. Yeah. I just call bullshit. That's not real. Like, if you're ready, then do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we are not in, I don't know, I don't know where you said you were from. There's always,
0: like, you can always have something, though, MG. There can always be something. There's always, like, uh, my period's going to start. Or... Um, he just got a job and oh, yeah, there's a wedding and my favorite right now my favorite excuse of all times it's the holidays <laughs> <laughs> don't they do that? sure I can't do it right now it's the holidays sure sure what the hell does that mean? yeah it you know yeah if you want to if you make that decision to do it then do it Despite right. what's going on, despite what you know Well and let's go let's go in Yeah, to that next phase of this.
1: Right. So uh I have a place to go if I need to leave. Good. But the situation with COVID nineteen no, is you do right. Uh but it's unprecedented. My partner is from another country and has no family here. That's not your fault. I know I have a community of friends that I can quarantine with, need be, so that I am not totally isolated, but I don't know if he does. So? It's not your fault. (laughs) It's not your responsibility. He's a grown person, you know? And
0: you're not trying. And neither
1: is he, and he's responsible. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm going off. I keep asking my HP for support because I was starting to feel sober ish after a couple of months in the program.
0: Here's your HP speaking. (laughs) This is your... This is God. Get your purse and your overnight bag and leave. Yeah. And just leave. And tell him he can do whatever he needs to do. Yeah. And if he leaves and and you can go back there and it's your place, I don't know. But none of that stuff matters. Because if it's... I'll tell you, you know what comes up for me around this and why I get so um, anxious is because... Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like to be him. I don't want somebody to stay in a relationship because they feel sorry for me. They don't really want to do it. They're just doing it because they don't know what else to do. I don't want that. I deserve something that's thriving. You know? I deserve the the, the best of somebody. Not like I haven't wanted to be here since week one. And you're still here? Like why? That's not fair to either party. Yeah, no matter what the reasons are, no matter what the excuses are, and it's not gonna get any easier and it's not gonna get any better. Especially if you've known from week one. And I've said this many, many times to many, many different sponsees. You're going to have to do this work. You can do it now, or you can do it later. But you're going to have to do it. And pushing it off to later is not serving anybody.
1: Well, I challenge you that you have to do the work. Because I have a sister who has been married to a man for 30 years. And she told me a story recently. And there's such a disconnect between them. And her husband reads some stupid thing. And he wants to show her this thing and he thinks it's funny and he's like and and he does it all the time. And she looks at it and she smiles. Ha, ha ha. And uh and she's like, "I don't care about that thing." And so I'm like, "So can you have an authentic conversation with him?" No, I cannot. Because what would happen is, you know, she's a stay-at-home wife, he pays for all the bills, so it's like she feels like she has to oh, accommodate she him. him. She has to accommodate him. She has to put up with him. That, you know, if she doesn't, it's his way or the highway. She feels like it's her Christian mandate to be the, you know, all this stuff. And so, and I told her, I said, you're but sinning. But she's unhappy. I, I, you know, here, here, I told it in language. I said, you're sinning. Because what you're doing is lying. You're, you're lying to him. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you want to continue the deception of being amused by his thing, then that's your choice. But I don't want to hear a complaint about it because you're gonna, you're. you're this is the boat that you've made. She said, if I, if so, I said. So she said, if I am honest with him, it will have all sorts of repercussions. He'll uh, pitch a fit. He'll have an attitude with me. He'll be grumpy. He'll be mean to me. He'll say all these things. So, so I say, so it's an accommodation. It's almost as if he were disabled. Yes. So so it's, much so. Right? So if he's disabled, so let's say he has dementia, and he says, the sky sure is black today. What you do with the dementia payment, you don't go, what, what the fuck are you talking about? The sky is fucking black. It's blue. What the fuck? What's wrong with you? You say to the dementia patient, "Yes, that sky sure Isn't is black. Isn't that amazing? Right. So, that's a different way to frame right. it in terms of like I'm a victim of his stupidness.
0: Well, that is that. There you go. You hit the nail on the head. And the same is true with the the our dear listener the, the listener. You are in victim mode, and you're not a victim, and you've got to figure out a way to empower yourself. And this is, you know, just me coming from a place of, I've been where you are for a long time. I played this game with myself, and it's not going to serve you. And I will tell you what my um, old AA sponsor told me a long time ago. She was like, get out now. You are young. And you are beautiful, and you've got time to find somebody else and to live this great life. She says, I have been doing the same thing you're doing for 20 years, and I'm still in it. 20 years
1: with My the sister, same dude. 30 years.
0: So you're not a victim. Get out, do whatever it takes. It will be challenging for the first 30, 60, 90 days. It will be challenging after that. However, if you can get past the first three months, you yeah. will feel rem- you will feel markedly different, right, and more empowered, and your life will begin to change.
1: And here's what I, I did. You know, when I when I knew that Mister T living with me was untenable, and I was working this, you know, trying to work an SLAA program, I had a friend who was out of town. And so I said, Hey, can I go stay at your house? She's like, sure, no problem. So I like got my cat and I packed my bags and I like went over and like set up at her house. And I wasn't comfortable in her house. I wanted my house. I mean this guy was living in my house. And, and I remember you were living in someone else's house. I've had to go through all the hassle and trouble just because every time I saw him it just broke just it was agony. It was agony living with him. I was in therapy around it. I, it. It was just horrible, and so I stayed there at this person's house for like maybe five days. And I was just like, you know what? And my SLAA friends, okay, don't, don't let him run you out of your house. You leave, our dear listener. You can have this guy check out. You know, have him go back to his other com- his home country. I mean, or whatever. He's an adult. You know
0: what? He figured everything out before he met you. He knew what he was doing before he met you. My Al-Anon. He had a place to live. He had friends. He had a place to go. He had family
1: before he met you. My al sponsor would say, well, what would he do if you died? Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my God. Cry.
0: He'd figure it out. He'd figure it out. He would. Humans are are you know just incredibly resilient and able to and have a thirst for life, and we all do. I, you know, the, 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 some of the AA stories I've heard and how people like push through and make it. I'm like, oh my god, how
1: did you? But they do. And what I also think for our dear listener that you might have some guilt. This may be the piece of it because at the very first of the email, you said he is caring and kind. And so what I make up is that you feel, and this is what Melody Beatty calls codependent afterburn, that when I do something to take care of myself that some other person doesn't like, I have a strong reaction to it. It doesn't feel good. Right. And that she's coined that phrase, codependent afterburn, that we know cognitively, intellectually, uh, logically, that this is the right thing to do, but the feeling of absolute... I mean, finally when Mr. T did leave and finally left that house, I really thought I was going to die. Yeah. And I did not die. And then began the whole new, you know, read the chapter in Withdrawal and from the basic text. You know, because they talk about that this is an experience that is so sacred, even though it's painful, that you... You need to go through it. I mean, I needed to go through that horrible, painful withdrawal because it really helped me for the last guy. Yeah, because it makes you go like, I'm not going to do this again, you know? I'm not going to ever, and and I'm, you know, the last guy, that was it for sure. So there may be um, this codependent need to want to caretake because clearly this person is caring and kind, but... You know, they deserve someone who loves them authentically for who they are. You deserve someone that cares for you authentically for your real self, not your fake self, not this
0: one that's pretending to love this person you're in this relationship with. And you could still love them. You know, I think I love all of mine, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna. No, I'm not a victim. I do not have to stay in that situation, no matter what it is. You can get yourself out.
1: And what a story you'll have if you do. There you go. You have like, a
0: great story.
1: You'll have you a to be great a story. It's so like, you know women. what? Let me tell you something. Yeah. I left this motherfucker during the COVID 19 virus. I'm like, I was like, I am damned and determined. We were, we were quarantined
0: together and I told him to leave. And then I just sit there all by myself and cry because <laughs> he was gone 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 we're
1: laughing we're trying we're we're trying we're we're making light then. of
0: it and i know you know cuz it is i don't think there's anything more painful than that but like i said in the beginning you could do it now dear listener or you can do it later but you're going to have to do it <sighs> waiting for the covid-19 virus to go away is not going to make it easier yeah it's going to be hard no matter
1: what. I'm sorry if this sounded harsh, and we, um, you know, are harsh. <laughs> <laughs> harsh. Elizabeth, we're I'm older. Is harsh. I've been through this. I feel like sometimes, like I think we had a podcast on truth bombs. That sometimes that it's you know hard to hear the truth. Sometimes you know throwing the truth down can be hard to hear, hard to speak. And uh, and so, what I really want you to do is to reach out to your community there. Oh, our, and get a sponsor. And get a sponsor, and you know, if you don't if you don't like our feedback, you can tell us that too. We'll be willing to hear it.
0: Absolutely, uh, absolutely. But we're right. <laughs> she's rolling her eyes i always do that kind of stuff but i am right i know i'm right i know this i've seen it before and if you can't find a sponsor wherever you are um get on those wanna go on to the org website find the phone meetings there's women's phone meetings there and find a sponsor you can find one they're there that's right you need somebody get on there get a sponsor that's right if you really want suggestions email us again and i'll give you some
1: Okay, so uh, that's it for today. We're going to get ready for our uh, podcast that's coming up. No, our meeting. Our meeting, yes, our, our Zoom meeting. Our Zoom meeting, and this and the information has changed. So we're going to try to you know figure that out. So we apologize yeah. for just a couple of the drunks trying to do a podcast and a Zoom meeting. Yeah, you know, it's amazing that we've gotten this far. Thank that's you for we listening, though, you guys. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to let you know that the meeting expired for our old Zoom meeting, so hopefully you'll get this message in time. But the new meeting information is the Zoom meeting ID is four one three three zero five five four eight, and the password is 011478. So sorry about this. We're just too drunks trying to figure out technology. Thank you. Goodbye. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or
0: you can check out our other episodes at talk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and there you, we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it.
1: Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye.